Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. This commandment, we are prohibited against lying. The prohibition against lying. In Psalm 101 verse 5, it says, I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. In our culture, we've lost respect for the truth. We've said it doesn't exist and it doesn't matter. And we are paying the consequence. Today's message brings us to the ninth commandment, do not lie. Pastor Ed reminds us that lying is prohibited by the word of God, but seems to be a part of everyday life in society today. Many times people see little white lies or slightly misleading phrases as normal and accepted. God is calling us to a higher standard, however, and we must recognize lying in our own lives, even the tiny ones we brush off as harmless. God's goal is truth, and by living at that standard, we will begin to see the world a bit differently. Well, let's join Pastor Ed in the book of Exodus for part one of his message entitled, The Ninth Commandment. Someone said a lie is like a banana peel thrown on the sidewalk. You later slip up on it. Well, that was true for a man by the name of George O'Leary. He had reached the top of the world, for him at least, in December of 2001. He was named the head coach of Notre Dame University football team. A dream come true. One day into the job, someone made an inquiry about his record. He had said that he played in New Hampshire, and for three years, uh, he was lettered. And they inquired about his playing in New Hampshire. Nobody could remember him. And so they did further investigation, and they found out, yes, he was there, uh, but one year he was uh, sidelined because of mono, and the other year he was sidelined for an injury. He really didn't play. They went back and saw his application about 20 years prior when he was applying to go to Syracuse. His resume wasn't strong enough, and they didn't accept him then at that coach. So this time he just... um, tweaked it a little, stretched the truth a little. That little lie cost him that position. He was fired the next day. Now, his brother was rather upset. He said, everybody fudges on their resume. Well, there are a lot that do. One researcher said that out of the three million applications that... uh, He was familiar with in this survey, 50% of the people had at least one mistruth lie in that resume. We've become a nation of liars. Around the world, Americans are known for their dishonesty. In the book, The Day America Told the Truth, they said that um, 91% of us lie regularly. 
The majority of us can't get through the week without lying. One in five can't make it through a day. There's another book, How to Lie with Finesse. We really do live in a culture of dishonesty. Back a couple of decades ago, the Washington Post, in its final edition for that year, 1987, devoted the last issue to the year of the big lie. They said 92% lied to save face, 98% from keeping, from offending someone. We have bought into lying. We've abandoned God. We don't want the Ten Commandments in our schools, our courtrooms, or in any government house. We have pushed God further and further away with that. And attached to that is truth. We don't want to hear anything about absolutes. And truth is relative. We're in great danger as a nation. But we've accepted lying as a part of life here in the United States. Our advertisers make exaggerated claims for their products, promising that this health cream will take 20 years off of you and promise that this ab machine will reduce your abs and you'll look like you have a beach body, on and on. And we accept the exaggerations. Our politicians promise us all sorts of things that they can't keep and they have no intention of keeping. Uh, We just simply accept that as a part of life. Somebody writes their biography and they're running for office and you find all sorts of falsehoods in there, but that's the way we are. Well, God has something to say to the church, something to say to community. Don't lie. That is the ninth commandment. I wanna read verse 16. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Don't lie. Pastor, you're preaching to the church. Well, one pastor was doing a series on the Ten Commandments. He announced to his church that in next week in preparation for the Ninth Commandment, he'd like everyone to read the scripture. And he said, I'd like you to study Mark chapter 17. And when we come back, we'll be prepared for next week's sermon. And next week came and he said, Would you please raise your hand if you read Mark 17? Good number of the congregants raised their hand. And he said, this week the sermon is to you. There is no Mark 17. (laughs) Now, lying goes on in church. A small little prayer meeting turns into a citywide revival. Oh, you should have heard what happened. We speak evangelistically. Not only do we stretch the truth, we sometimes mutilate it. This commandment, we are prohibited against lying. The prohibition against lying. In Psalm 101 verse 5, it says, I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. 
In our culture, we've lost respect for the truth. We've said it doesn't exist and it doesn't matter. And we are paying the consequence. There is what this particular text refers to in the Ninth Commandment was really the court system. It has wider application than that. It's reiterated in many ways in the Old Testament. But here especially our focus is on, in its original context, the court system, the judicial lie. Exodus 20:16. you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You know the passage of Scripture that says an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth? It's referring to the court system. In Scripture, if someone lied in the case of a murder and they were found out to lie, their life would be taken from them. If someone lied as a witness and they committed perjury, they were accusing someone of stealing something or doing something, they would suffer the consequence that that person on trial was suffering if they were falsely accusing them. The Old Testament had a great way of keeping people on the straight and the narrow way. How can people go to court today? I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, so help me God. When as a nation, we don't want to say in God we trust. When as a nation, we don't want to recognize God in the public arena, court case after court case after court case is pushing God out of America. No wonder why there's so much perjury. No wonder why there's so much lying. No wonder why there's so much deception and why the justice system no longer works very well. In Leviticus 19, 16, it says, do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. A word from God to us. Don't lie. If we say there's no God and everything is relative, what motivates us to be truthful? What motivates us to be honest? There's no basis. It's all relative. An inconvenient truth. You've heard that. There's not only a judicial lie, but down right where we live, a malicious lie. And that's especially what this commandment is referring to, malicious lying. In 23.1 Exodus, it says, do not spread false reports. Do not help a wicked man by being a malicious witness. Now, sometimes, as Ecclesiastes tells us, we can be too righteous. Well, what do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, we could take things out of context and misunderstand what God is saying. You know, this commandment is not referring to that mom who has that newborn child with a face that only a mother can love. And she says, what do you think of my child? Isn't he cute? Oh, yes. It's not referring to social courtesies where you see someone and they see you and you say, how are you doing today? It's just a social greeting. You're not expecting them to lie on the counselor's couch and give you all of their problems. 
fine is an okay response. I'm doing okay. So understanding social courtesies. Now, man, don't look at me like that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Your wife comes in and says, what do you think about my new hair? How do I look? Great, honey. (laughs) There's certain politeness and courtesy that the Bible is talking about. It's not talking about flattery. That's wrong. It's not talking about exaggeration. That's wrong. But it's really referring, again, not to these social courtesies. It's referring to malicious lying. Now, college students, I'm going to pause and just... I don't want to go too much into biblical philosophy and theology, but there is sort of a a grid that will help you in dealing with the touchy issues that are asked in a class and an environment where people are debating about the Ten Commandments and honesty and all of those type of laws. There is a greater good that overrides the lesser good. Uh, What binds the commandments together is this, loving God and loving one another. So you find in the Old Testament a woman by the name of Rahab, and she protects the people of God on a mission. She hides the spies, and when inquired, where are those Israelites, where are those spies? She said, I don't know. She was commended for her faith. Go back even further to the book of Exodus. And there are midwives. Pharaoh shouts out the order, destroy the male children. The midwives say, they give birth too quick, we can't do it. They lied to save a life. The higher good overrode the lesser and they were commended by God for their faith I mean just come back into more recent history go to Germany where many Jews were hidden by Christians and their lives saved and spared and when the German officers would come by and searching for a Jew that was being sought after They would say, I don't know. Meanwhile, they were hiding them in their attic, in their basement. Well, let's make it practical. In your neighborhood, there's a couple that have a tremendously stormy marriage. And you know he's abusive to his wife. And one day, a loud knock on your door comes. And that man comes with a gun in his hand, and he's waving it. And he said, did you see my wife? And you know she's in the kitchen pouring out her heart to you. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe she's at her friend's house. (laughs) I'm not proposing lying, but I am saying this. The commandments are bound together by this concept of loving God and loving people. How do you preserve life? God gave us his rules, his law, for the good of people to protect them. Not talking about malicious lying. 
that is meant to destroy, to hurt, to harm, to deceive. Now, I hope I didn't upset some of your theology. But study the scripture. Pray about what I'm saying. This is my understanding of the scripture. When it talks about don't spread false reports, don't help a wicked man by malicious. See, the idea is it's malicious. I like the way Proverbs puts it in 25:18. Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe. Wounding them with a sword. Shooting them with an arrow. When God is speaking about lying, he's speaking about hurting, harming, damaging people, deceiving them. That's what really biblically we're talking about. I sometimes get incredibly angry when I see how the liberal person, now not all liberals are, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, by that I'll define it. Because in some areas, I'm very liberal. Jesus was very liberal. I want to just say that. And not every area. But what I mean by that is this. Those who discard God, discard Scripture, discard the teaching of His Word, and they mock God, and they mock His Word, and they pull it and take it apart because they don't see it in its context. They don't understand it in its fullness. They haven't bothered the time to research it. You've got to understand the heart of God is for people's good. It's for their welfare. Could I get a little political for a moment? We live in a world where journalism and media has to make things sensational to get people's attention. You study and you read and you research and you see how a journalist will want to just stretch things and bend the truth so that he can get people's attention and a story. Both conservative and liberals and the whole ball of wax. Now, I disagree with a lot of things that are happening in our nation But I just pray that we would listen to the voice of God and that we would be a discerning people. Some people get on the radio and the television and they have such a grandiose view of themselves. The worst, one of the worst sins in the world is pride. Bragging, arrogant, the way they talk about themselves, the way they perceive themselves. And that doesn't offend us. Should Amen. it caused Satan to fall out of heaven? Amen. Now, I just feel that we as a people can't buy into the culture. What's happening is media is pumping lies and lies and lies. They lie about one another, they slander one another, they influence our opinion. Of, I, I want to get my knees calloused. I want to bow before God and say, God, give us discernment. God, help us to speak for what's true and right and just. And Lord, help us to be prophetic as a church. Prophetic. There's so many lies out there. And they're shooting across the airwaves. 
and they're going into people's hearts and minds and spirits, spend more time in the book. Spend more time with God. Spend more time in the word, and it'll make us discerning. Well, let's go to the practice of lying. Psalm 15, one to three. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary, who may live on your holy hill, he whose walk is blameless and does what is righteous, who speaks, look at this, the truth from his heart, who has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrongs and casts no slur on his fellow men. How does that happen? Look what God said. Who's going to dwell in my sanctuary? Who's going to stand before me? Someone who doesn't use slander and gossip and put slurs on people. The idea of insinuation in 15.3, cast no slur on his fellow man. I know how he got his job. I know how he climbed up that ladder of success. And so you want to pull a person down. He knows how to butter up to the boss. Oh, I think she's a, a good lady, a good sister. Well, you don't know what I know. I won't say anything. It, it doesn't even have to be verbals. It can be our expression on our face. It could be by what we say and what we don't say. Someone says something so negative about another person, and we just, hmm. Robert Louis Stevenson said, the cruelest lies are often told in silence. How about slander? The Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary, who may live on your holy hill, he who speaks the truth from his heart, who has no slander on his tongue. Remember Joseph in Potiphar's house? Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, and then he wouldn't be seduced, and she lied about him. Remember that? He spent years in prison. He suffered because of someone's slanderous remarks. Don't slander people. There was a pastor who uh, just somehow got on the outs with one of his congregants. They were upset with him, and so uh, he was one of those pastors who spent a lot of time in visiting people and spending people and with people. And so the woman said, you know, I saw Pastor So-and-so over so someone's house, and I think something might be going on there. He spent a long time there. And then the next week, he had made another pastoral call, visiting with this lady. And uh, again, she said, you know, something's wrong. That pastor, he's spending a lot of time there. pastor got wind of it. He took his car, parked it outside of her house, and left it there for a week. <laughs> Be careful. You know the old saying... If a tree falls in the forest and there's no one around to hear it, did it really make a sound? If slander is spread and there's no one to hear it, it will die. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Voice of Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. 
There's more to come from Pastor Ed's in-depth study of the Ten Commandments. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and select today's date from the Voice of Faith media player. Again, that's voiceoffaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to voiceoffaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Ten Commandments right here on Voice of Faith.